guys. Welcome to episode 157 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by former Battle Arts Academy women's champion, Amy Crimson. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by former Battle Arts Academy women's champion, Amy Crimson. So how are you doing today, Amy? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be talking with you. So I firstly wanted to ask, since you are an Ontario native and I'm from upstate New York, which is not too far from the border, do you prefer Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Um, In all honesty, I'm going to have to go with Starbucks. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. Tell, tell us why. Um, It's just the iced coffee. No hate mm-hmm. to Tim Hortons. It's just it's. <laughs> consistent like mm-hmm. the iced coffee some days you never know what you're gonna get at Tim Hortons sometimes the iced coffee and fellow Canadians can actually attest to this like one day you'll get like a milky iced coffee mm-hmm. and then the other day you'll get a really sugary and then another day you'll get like a really warm iced coffee I don't know why but every single time I go to Starbucks my coffee's so strong so that's why I like Starbucks better than Tim Hortons but okay. the Timbits slap though <laughs> What is your favorite flavor of donut from Tim Hortons then? Um, I'm going to have to say the birthday cake one. Ooh, that's the a bir- good choice. Yes. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Now, you are also a personal trainer, a certified personal trainer. So before we talk more about that, what are some of your favorite cheat meals on your off days? Oh, so I love um tacos. Tacos are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Anything like burritos nachos i'm your type of girl empanadas all those tamales all those i love those um and then i also go for like pizza so i like pizza and like chocolate i really love chocolate okay amy i vibe with that because pizza is my favorite food and i live (laughs) off of chocolate too so we got to talk about this for a little bit so what are your go-to pizza toppings like if you could have one pizza for the rest of your life what would be encapsulated in that pizza Okay, so the funny thing is I like um, some vegetables on it, which is like, I know it's pizza, but like Mm -hmm. I go for black olives, um, mushrooms, spinach, and like pepperoni. Okay. Those are my go-to. Okay. And in terms of chocolate, is it like white chocolate, dark chocolate, caramel, nuts? Like what is your favorite chocolate or is it just all of it like myself? Like I'm all about all of it. I think it's just all of it and everything that do with the chocolate so like if it's like chocolate cake if it's Mm -hmm. chocolate cheesecake chocolate ice cream I vibe with all of that stuff (laughs) okay okay now do you have a favorite candy bar that's chocolate um I love Reese's Pieces or like Reese's Mm -hmm. um the buttercup ones I love those (laughs) oh those are good too have you tried so I really like the Reese's sticks there it's like It's like a Nutty Buddy. I don't even know if they have those in Canada, but it's like Reese's Sticks is like a little pretzely chocolate peanut buttery thing. If you haven't had those, I highly suggest it. I don't even know if they have them, actually, now that I think about where you are. We have the Reese's, I think it's the Sticks, and they're kind of like wafers. 
Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. They're so good. <laughs> they kind of like, they're kind of like Kit Kats, but not really, mm-hmm. but with peanut butter. I think yeah. I know. But yeah, we have those yeah. in Canada. <laughs> now, speaking about your personal training, how did you actually even get started with becoming a personal trainer and what motivated you? Um, So I actually just became certified, actually, with ESA. Uh-huh personal training Mm -hmm. um the thing that actually motivated me was that I was always like I was never really into fitness first starting Mm -hmm. out I only started getting into fitness when I started wrestling yeah um I was always athletic like with soccer and like all that stuff in high school but I was never like the type of person to like sit down and do the weights and like fitness kind of stuff like that so the thing that actually made me want to get my personal training certification um my boyfriend actually pushed me to get it And it was like, I think once COVID started, since I couldn't wrestle, I was like, okay, you know what? I might as well get my personal training certification, Mm -hmm. get a good time job. And I'm also going for my nutritionist certification as well. So when COVID's over, I can at least have like a nice paying job. That was the motive towards it. Yeah. So how long? See, I have have zero clue about how long it takes to become certified. So how long from beginning to up until you just got your certificate? certificate how long did that take to obtain for you so I started in January of this year and I obtained it in April um I had like a deadline of July so Mm -hmm. I believe it probably takes from January to July so like around six months months. but it took me a little less so I think like two months or three months earlier than I was supposed to but it all depends with how much you're willing to work towards it so if you're like basically studying every single day then you're probably going to get it quicker than if you were to just like be more like slow paced with it and just relaxed with it. So it all really depends on the pace that you want to work at. And with the pandemic, with everything, did you, I'm sure there had to have been some like instructional things. Now, is it like a college? See, I genuinely have no clue. So is it obviously you have to do physical, you probably have to prove like your physical training and stuff, but do you have to watch like instructional videos and like, is there homework on it? Like it would be for college or can you kind of explain like the work atmosphere that you had to put into obtaining this certificate? So it was mostly majority of it was an online course. Okay. So I basically had to personally train um, a person for three months and basically have it on record. So I used my brother as mm-hmm. a person to personally train. Um, there was instructional um, videos and then there was also like courses with the CPR and then the small nutritionist course. Um, there were just um, videos that you had to watch and then just do multiple choice questions. And then you had to read like majority of the textbooks. Yeah. And then okay. okay. So it's, it's pretty standard for, kind of like college but obviously more physical you have to also put it into like real world firsthand experience too like with your brother so that's cool okay yeah okay I'm digging it now what do you think is the biggest tip or advice that you would give to beginners who are hoping to improve their health um I would say um don't try to do these fad diets like um I know like a huge diet is keto um one mistakes I did going um yes Keto helps you lose weight, but it's for momentary. It doesn't really help you for like long term. Mm-hmm. It also depends on the best advice I can give is try to figure out your own body type and do a diet and workout based on that body type because then you'll never go wrong and you won't go on diets that work and then not work. 
because the thing is go for something that works for your body and then go with that don't be trying to like dip your toes into like different types of diets and stuff because you're always going to like see success but then you're also going to like plateau with them as well Mm -hmm. so I say know your body and know what to put in your body as well so like listen to your body yeah, everybody's every everyone's bodies reacts differently and mixing diets and exercise probably, like you said, would cause somebody to plateau or could seriously affect their body too, depending on what type of diet or exercise they're doing, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. Now, in terms of your own training and working out, do you have a certain routine you stick to or do you rotate it depending on the day? Now, um, since like there has been like because COVID stopped gyms from being open mm-hmm. uh, for months. So um, what I try to do is I try to rotate my workouts. So like I have my set days where I do arms, um, back, shoulders, legs, and then I strictly do my cardio days. Um, it's been a little hard, but when you have to work out, like, you know, you got to get up and be like, OK, I have to do this because I don't want to like lose my success that I got mm-hmm. and gained. Um, so I just try to rotate and I try to make my like exercises like different and like not the same. So like you don't get tired of it. Um, but it's very like, you're very restricted of what you can do during COVID. So you try to be strict as much as possible. And you probably have had to be a little bit creative with your workouts, I would assume, right? Yeah. Um, for like machines, I would get like, um, I don't know if you guys have them. They're like the, um, they're like resistant bands. Yes. And I'm to, um, a pull machine out of like a bar and a resistant band. And sometimes it works. And then sometimes you're just left like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, there's no possible way that I can lift this. And then like, it's just, it's weird because you have to be as creative as possible. So I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, like my dad, um, we just finished doing the porch. And there was bricks, I think, outside in the backyard. So I just grabbed bricks and started doing kettlebell swings with the bricks. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to be very creative in this time. So it's like you got to work with whatever you have, right? Yeah, you got to, yeah, like you said, yeah. And you got to motivate yourself to actually get out there when you don't have the physical equipment. And you got to be creative and think outside the box for some of this stuff. And you seem to have done that very well. Yeah, the thing is you have to do what's best for you and Mm -hmm. like I've seen like some people are like actually using like milk jugs and like paint cans and stuff which is creative so like I really need (laughs) to think of different ideas as well because sometimes when you're working out you get bored so it's like you just have to work with whatever you have yeah so along those lines do you have any like go-to pump up or motivational songs to get you through a workout or are you more somebody who just doesn't listen to music at all during your workouts um so you're gonna laugh at me but I've always been a wrestling fan so to motivate me to like work out I usually sometimes work out to like wrestling themes or like trap music um no I I I agree with you some of them like the theme songs really get you going go on no I agree with you it's not weird at all trust me so some of the songs that I work out to are like the game um Mm -hmm. bleach Mm -hmm. his theme song or even edges theme song like those pump me up and then even um because eddie guerrero is one of my favorites like i always listen to him when i'm working out so like i'll just have like sometimes a wwe playlist that plays like all the songs and i'll just be like pumping to that while i'm working out 
Yeah, and so, yeah, there's definitely, like, especially, like, the more hip-hop-y ones or even the ones, I don't know how to, there's certain ones that are, like, really motivational or, like, you can get, like, grooving to. Um, I I personally love um, MVP's I'm Coming and then Keith Lee's Limitless are really, really great songs to get you motivated. Yeah, those are great. Now, speaking of music, something I found that we both have in common is growing up, we were both huge fans of One Direction. So what are maybe your top three songs of theirs? Okay, so this is going back to when I was like 12. Okay, so, Same um, though. <laughs> so um, I would have to say um, one thing. Um, that was a good one for me. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I think it was... Diana mm-hmm. as well and what makes you beautiful or like one of my top like I still to this day I could still if you put on a One Direction album I can still sing all the lyrics to every single song yeah one of the first albums I ever had on like my iPod 4 I think it was at the time was um One Direction's first album with what makes you beautiful and like gotta be you and one thing and all of that that was a great era True story, though. When I turned 16, my mom gave me an ultimatum and was (gasps) like, okay, so either you could, for your 16th birthday, can go to a One Direction concert or you can go to the wrestling event. Oh, my God. So I chose the wrestling event. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, have you ever gotten to see One Direction then or or did it elude you? No. See, that was my one time. Oh, my God. Because I was such a huge wrestling fan. So, like, it was for my birthday, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to go. <laughs> like, I can't miss out on a wrestling event. Yeah, so what was that wrestling event then that you went to? What was the experience like there? Um. So, I think, I believe it was in 2016. So, mm-hmm. I think I was either turning 15 or 16, I think. Um. So, it was one of the SummerSlam live shows, and I think it was um when my coach Anthony retired this was before mm-hmm. I went training so yeah. I actually witnessed his retirement speech before he was even my coach which is funny and then like I got to I never saw John Cena live and that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to go because mm-hmm. John Cena was one of my idols growing up mm-hmm. um so that experience was amazing um it's even like the feeling as being a fan compared to wrestling is like phenomenal like the crowd is great like the people are great like it's just the atmosphere is amazing when you're wrestling and when you're a fan so that's why I had to choose wrestling I miss live events so much and like it's those house shows that are like on the road to Wrestlemania or road to SummerSlam or like their holiday shows that I really particularly love because the talent aren't really hindered so much from interacting with the crowd like they can be more themselves and not always like obviously they can do their character stuff but they don't always have to focus on doing everything right for television it's much more raw and enjoyable I think personally but what do you think um honestly I just feel like they don't have to worry about like stuff that happens on tv like they can just be more of themselves like you said Mm -hmm. like and they don't have to worry about majority of it being kayfabe as much like mm-hmm. you see like heels breaking character all the time in house mm-hmm. shows like touching kids hands and mm-hmm. like just taking pictures and just like being themselves mostly like I just feel like it's probably like when they were doing house shows it was like a break to be like mm-hmm. not themselves that they see on tv 
So it's like, and on top of that, you don't see matches that you would see on TV as well. So it's like, it was great experience seeing house shows and hopefully once COVID's over, they can come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes on those, we would get like dance breaks or like karaoke contests or the heels would always like certain heels would always like trash the town and get major heat, but they would seem to be having so much fun. And again, you don't have to worry about like camera angles and all of the stuff like you would have to do to prep for TV. So I highly miss house shows <laughs> uh, so much. And again, we don't know, at least with WWE, we don't know the future if the future holds any more house shows, but I miss those so much. Yes, for sure. Now switching gears here, can you tell me more about your experience in judo and do you have your black belt yet? Okay. So um, I've been training for judo for like before COVID it was, I think two years Um, Mm -hmm. without COVID it would be four. Um, So within the two years that I was training for judo, I obtained my green belt and Anthony Corelli, a.k.a. Santino Morella, was my sensei. Um, and I believe, like, it was it was awesome. Like, it helped me to, like, with wrestling and, like, the stance. And it just helped me with my athleticism overall in the ring. Um, if you, like, check out some of my matches, like, you can see that I incorporate some of the judo mm-hmm. moves. Um, so it actually did help me with my wrestling in, like, a whole. And Anthony always told us, like, if you're going to do wrestling, like, at least try to cross-train in something. So I was hoping before COVID would happen, like, before COVID mm-hmm. was here, that I would start doing, like, judo tournaments. Sadly, that never happened. But hopefully when COVID is over and, like, life picks up back to normal, like, I can start doing some judo tournaments. Now, do you think that there's any judo movements or certain techniques, or I don't know what the right wording is here, that you think you would maybe incorporate into your in-ring style or at least try out a few times? Um, so with some of the techniques, like some of the submissions, um, mm-hmm. so with one of the throws, I incorporate actually in my like wrestling style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple like leg sweeps and stuff um, and lifts with the hip that I would obviously love to incorporate um but some of them like are like too advanced and some like you have to be careful because some of the opponents that you wrestle with they don't know how to protect themselves so you just have to pick the easiest ones to like try and protect your opponent as Mm -hmm. much as possible um some of them I also have to be careful because it might not match with my character so I have to try and figure out okay which judo Mm -hmm. throws match with my character and what type I'm trying to portray kind of thing Yeah, and probably depending whether you're a heel or face, there's probably some moves that are more like heelish that would work, but then uh, that might not go over necessarily as well if you were a baby face, I imagine. Exactly. You have, you got it. (laughs) Okay. Now, what do you think then is the biggest takeaway or thing that you have learned from your experience in judo? Um, Always protect yourself. Um, Always tuck your head. Um, I've learned that if you don't protect yourself, like you can get a lot of concussions. Um, you can also get injured a lot if you don't protect yourself. Um, so when they tell you to like work your neck and they tell you to like learn how to roll, learn how to protect yourself, like take that serious because you could either get thrown and get hurt or like you can either hurt somebody if you're not properly like or you're not taking it serious kind of thing. 
Yeah, and you always, again, like, it's a real wrestling and judo are, like, real sports with real risk. So yeah. you you, you want to entertain, but at the, at the same time, you want to do everything safely because nobody, the fans certainly, like, you guys are risking your bodies out there. Of course, we want entertainment, but at the end of the day, safety and health is the most important thing that we want for you guys. Exactly. Now, switching gears here a little bit, speaking about like moments in the ring, what do you think has been the most exhilarating moment or overall match you've had in the ring that you could just feel your adrenaline pumping and pumping? Um, so I actually have two. Um, okay. so the first match that really like had me like scared and like nervous was when I was going for the women's title. Mm-hmm. So this was like my first major all match, like my big time match kind of thing. And I was going in there, I was nervous, and, like, I was wondering, like, my confidence wasn't really there at the time. Like, I was wondering, okay, he's giving me the torch, like, do I really deserve this? Like, am I going to get through this? Like, what if I mess up? And then, like, it was basically, like, overall after the match, like, I felt good, and, like, I was confident. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, he gave it to me for a reason. Okay, let's just run with it. So that was different. And then the second match going in was when I main evented at an all-women's um, pay-per-view at the Don Cola Farina Battle Arts Academy. And it was a tag match. It was I was tagging with Allison Kay mm-hmm. versus Rebel and Casey Spinelli. Now, going into that match, I was the youngest. So at the time, it was, I think, almost like a year and a half ago. So I had to be 21. So I just turned 21. Like, I was fresh. And... I was the youngest going into that match and I was the greenest and they were all vets and going into that match made me so nervous because I was like, okay, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to screw up. Like, I don't want them thinking that I'm not as good. And then like we went in there and they helped me throughout the whole match and it was like a great experience. And like, it just basically what I'm saying is majority of my matches, I'm always nervous, but I know that it's not because of my skill. It's just because it's normal to get nervous when you're going out on a stage in front of millions of people or like even like say 45 people it doesn't matter like it's always going to be there kind of thing it shows that you care about your craft and you have a passion so you care about other people and you care you want to display your work so I totally understand like getting nervous with something you're passionate about because it's like you're sharing something you love and you want to know people's perceptions of it. You know, you're you're proud of it, but you want other people to be proud of it. So I definitely get that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I totally agree with <laughs> what you said. Now, as of now, you haven't wrestled in, in the States yet, right? No, but I was hoping I could at least, once COVID's over, I can at least get booked in, like, a couple of the promotions in the States. Yeah, I know, like, Roe is on your mind, um, which would be incredible. Uh, OVW, I remember you recall saying, and there was one more, but who are some of the independent talent then that you think you have your eyes set on facing in the U.S.? Like some of the indie girls? Yes. Or, you know, just ind- in just independent talent in the whole scope of things. Um, So I would love to like at least have like a singles match with either um, Casey Spinelli even though we had a tag match, like I would love to have a singles match. Um, even uh, Masha, I would Masha love Masha Slamovich have, is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a match. She was actually, um, I met her at Revolution and she's a great girl. Um, I would love to have a singles match with her because she's really experienced. Um, I would actually like, 
love to have like a match even with Allison K like a singles match mm-hmm. that would be great like the more repetitions I could have would help me the most especially with um, more experienced guys like that would be amazing Allison K is a free agent right now so you never know where she could pop up so I think that would be really really fun for sure now, switching gears here, something that I found really interesting. Your ring name is obviously Amy Crimson. And playing off of that, there's this thing in wrestling known as the Crimson Mask, which pretty much happens in a lot of hardcore matches. So what are your thoughts on maybe first blood or death matches? Um, Honestly, I am terrified of blood. <laughs> um the thing is is like even if like I get a paper cut and I'm I know Mm -hmm. I'm so tough but even when I get a paper cut like I freak out if I see Mm -hmm. blood so like I don't know how I would handle like either a death match or like a first blood match like obviously if the promoter's like we're gonna give you a first blood match Mm -hmm. obviously I'm gonna take it because it's an opportunity but the way I would handle it I don't know That's fair. Then then along those lines, is there any match stipulation that you would like to tackle then that you haven't yet? Um, I would love to be a part of like a woman's hell in a cell match. For some weird reason, those matches always like entertain me mm-hmm. in some weird reason. I don't know why. Maybe I'm somewhat psychotic. I don't know. Um, but for some weird reason, that um match type or even like a ladder match, um, just entertained me as a kid. So I would love to go through one of those stipulations now with the ladder match i've spoken with a bunch of wrestlers and a lot of them say that they're afraid of heights but still are willing to do like high flying moves off ladders or off the top rope so is that the case with yourself or are you kind of more fearless in that dynamic you think um honestly i never tried jumping like off of like i did like cross bodies off the top Mm -hmm. rope like i never did anything to the extreme but i'm not afraid to do it because like I'm not really afraid of heights I'm afraid of blood but I'm not afraid of heights makes sense Um, but um I wouldn't be a test to it like I would actually try and do it okay I hope somebody books that match someday you can imagine Amy Crimson in a ladder match maybe against somebody like an Allison Kay or a Masha Jeez, that'd be sick. <laughs> we're, we're, come on, people, start booking it. I'm kidding, but not really. <laughs> I think that would be super fun to see yeah. you colliding with so many of the great talent that we have over here in the U.S. For sure. Well, like true story, the most match stipulation I've ever been in was like a battle rumble, mm-hmm. which is I know it's not a huge thing, but I was the only girl with like 30 other guys, so I wouldn't be a test to doing a Royal Rumble either. <laughs> Royal Rumbles are always my favorite and those get me so hyped because there's so much potential for so many moments like with the eliminations, with dream interactions in the ring, with surprise entrance. There's so many things you can do with the Royal Rumble. I'm always a big fan of those. For sure. Like those are always my favorite match types to watch. Like every single year, Royal Rumble is like my favorite pay-per-view to watch. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, then, then who, what Royal Rumble match or moment sticks out in your head to you? Um, the part that actually sticks out to me the most would have to be when Rey Mysterio won in 2006 mm-hmm. for Eddie, mm-hmm. because I was always such a huge Eddie fan. So when he died and then Rey Mysterio won for him, it was just such a magical moment to see like an underdog, like go from like number one and then just winning and then eventually winning the title that was just a moment for me to remember yeah went over 60 minutes in that match 
coming out within the first two people and being there from beginning to end is something we don't get to see too often. We de- did see it at this year's Royal Rumble with Edge. Yeah. Um, so it's not something you see too often, but it is really, really magical. And that moment, especially with Ed attributing his win to Eddie, was just something so heartfelt and emotional. Yeah, exactly. Now, lastly, we are all about girl power here on A Wrestling Gal. So are there, are there any females in your personal or professional life you think that inspire or empower you the most? Um, so um, the girls that inspire me the most, I have to go like with the wrestling was like Lita and Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, watching them are the reason why I want to do this. And even Asuka inspires me because she was actually trained by the same um, trainer toy um i sadly i only got to train with him for like uh, like a month and then he mm-hmm. went back and but oscar like the fact that she started training when she was 26 and then now she's like almost like i think i believe she's in her 30s yeah like, she's now, 39 40 yeah 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 so now like look at all the accolades that she had mm-hmm. so like oscar her um oscar trish and lita just like inspired me as like a kid and like now to like do what I do kind of thing. That's awesome too, especially you're going through many different generations of wrestling. Cause growing up too, obviously like I believe I'm only a year older than you. So we kind of grew up along with the same people in wrestling and seeing the evolution of like Trish Stratus and Lita to the divas era to now this more women's evolution. And the modern era is amazing to see how many people go in and out of wrestling, but the potential that they have on like changing your life and being really influential. So like true story, I only started watching wrestling in like, I think I believe 2008. Mm -hmm. So it was a little past like, well, they were still having like bikini yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as bad. So it was more like they were wrestling, but also like diva esque kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The only time I started actually watching like Trish Stratus and Lita was when I like started like wanting to become like mm-hmm. a wrestler. So then I looked back and I watched it and I'm like, okay, these are the girls, these are the women, are the reason why I want to do it. Yeah, trailblazers, really legends. Absolutely. Now, sure. be- now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Um, so you guys can find me on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, I even on Facebook. Um, majority of my user tags are Amy Crimson XOXO, except for my Facebook page. It's just Amy Crimson. Um, you can find me on YouTube as Amy Crimson. You guys can watch majority of my matches. Some of them are posted. Some aren't. Um, and yeah, that's all where you can find me. And if you guys want to add me on my actual, um, Facebook, Cassandra Alicia Jenner is my Facebook. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Amy. You are doing so many incredible things right now, at least in the podcasting game. So I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And like, I see that you're doing great work with your podcast. So keep up with the great work with your podcast because you're doing great. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And you're everywhere now. So that's incredible for you, too. And hopefully you can get back to wrestling soon. Right. Maybe. Hopefully soon. I hope that like COVID like calms down in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, we got the vaccine. So hopefully by next year, hopefully you'll see me in a wrestling ring. 
Yeah, I'm very, I'm very close to the Peace Bridge border because I'm from Buffalo, New York. So the Peace Bridge is like 20 minutes from me and we can't even travel. So, I mean, fingers crossed, obviously, that everybody's safe. But exactly. cheers to hopefully getting back into wrestling soon for you. Thank you so much. And hopefully I can because I miss it so much. <laughs> I bet. Thank you so much again. Anytime.